Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Welcome back. It's great to be with you another week. Today's episode is all about how to undo your conditioning. Conditioning. You know, ultimately, we are, I believe that we're all born free. We're souls that we incarnate into this human experience as free beings, consciousness expanded in touch with our divinity, unconditioned, pure light, pure essence, true in touch with our true true nature. If you look at a young, young child before we are conditioned, we will sing and dance until we're told, ah, that sounds terrible, or you can't sing, or before we're told, boys don't cry, or girls should be seen and not heard. The conditioning process begins nonstop. Conditioning from parents. Our parents are doing the best that they can do based on their upbringing, based on their childhood, based on their conditioning, based on society. We're conditioned by religion. We're conditioned by school education. We're conditioned by media. We're conditioned by social media. We're conditioned by everything and everyone around us constantly being conditioned. And many times we don't even realize our conditioning because we're living in the soup. We're living in the... Uh, through osmosis, we're picking up programming and conditioning, and we're being hypnotized to believe certain things to to be true, not necessarily knowing that this is conditioned program programming. And so we're all born free. And as we incarnate into this human experience, we get conditioned. How does this conditioning process? happen. I'm going to share a bit about that. But I think that as human beings, there is a deep part of us all that we can intuit and we can feel that sense of freedom. We have this deep inner intuition, this deep inner sense of who and what we are. We feel an inner impulse to reach for freedom, to break free of our conditioning, to expand beyond our limited sense of selves. It's an intuitive impulse inside of us, whether we're conscious or not, which is why we sometimes get caught up in drinking and alcohol, uh, even addictions as a way as an impulse and drive to free ourselves from our limited restrictive conditioning, why we get addicted or caught up also obsessed with plant medicine psychedelics because there's that innate impulse inside of us to once again try to free ourselves from our egoic identity-based conditioning, which tends to feel like a restriction on our innate infinity. 
And so that seeking for that dimension of freedom through external means, if I can just break through, if I can just get enlightened, if I can just go in this ayahuasca ceremony, plant medicine ceremony, psychedelic ceremony, if I can just have that orgasm, if I can just, what we're seeking is ultimately through those experiences, the, the, the freedom from our conditioned sense of who we think ourselves to be. So how do you do, how do you truly undo your conditioning? Because many of us, we're not even aware that we're conditioned, but we are. And so part of the first step, the first part of beginning to undo your conditioning is to realize that you're conditioned. Then you will often, you can often realize that you're conditioned if you're not aware that you're conditioned because you begin to notice pain in your life. The constant repetitive painful experiences, the constant repetitive lessons, the constant repetition of the same types of people you attract in your life that cause you suffering is because of our conditioning. It's interesting as human beings, someone asked me the other day, do I believe in free will? And I told them it really depends. In so many ways, we think that we're free, right? We think we're free. Oh, I have free will to do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, however I want. But if you just take a step back and look back, if we were all to look back for a moment on our past relationships, those people you love, those people you thought you were going to be with forever, those people you fell in love with romantically. And if you look back at some of those people as free beings that we say we are, looking back at some of those people, do you ever think, what the hell was I thinking? being with that person. The truth is many times we actually weren't thinking. We were acting out of our program preset conditioning, karmic conditioning, nervous system patterns, our own wounding, and we weren't truly free. If we had free will, would we be choosing? The degree to which we are conditioned and we're not aware of that conditioning is the degree to which we are not free. We don't have free will. We're just living out the programs of our past. We're living out the programming of our childhood. We are in reaction to uh, certain things that happened. We are in avoidance of certain things that happened. We're in reaction to certain people. We're in avoidance to, to certain people from our childhood. Or we are also living out the programming of generational patterns of our parents and our grandparents and our ancestors that we may not even be aware of. So how free are we really? The degree to which we're conditioned and living, identified, stuck inside of the prison of our conditioning and our ego identity, believing that who we are is who we are, is the degree to which we're not free, free to flow, free to live, free to meet the moment, free to be in the moment. You can't truly be in the moment. So much talk about the power of now. To truly be in the now, to truly be in the moment requires unconditioning yourself because when we're stuck in our conditioning, we are responding to the present moment from the past. We are responding to the present moment from the past. And as a result, we are not in the now. The true now is the ability to not respond to the present in the present moment from the past conditioning. And so... How have you been conditioned? 
is challenging when we're not aware that we're conditioned. And so as an example, we're, as children, we were free. We laughed when we felt like laughing. We cried when we felt like crying. We sang when we felt like singing. We, we ran naked. We didn't care. Were we fat? What did people think? We didn't have this limited sense of self-consciousness. We were heart wide open. But then we met our parents. Two things happen in terms of the conditioning process. First, you meet your parents. You incarnate into this human experience, and there are your parents. If you're lucky enough to have parents, Maybe one parent was gone, one parent was, wasn't around, maybe you have both parents, but they're just doing the best that they know how to do based on their conditioning. And obviously, many of them weren't aware that they were conditioned. We're born into a preset pattern of conditioning, pain, hurt, trauma, dysfunction, generational karma, history. We're born into the soup, a preset soup. And now from this preset patterning, we are sort of born into the energetic karmic momentum of the entirety of our ancestral karmic conditioning. And now the, the, the momentum and wind, the wind symbolically, right? The wind, the gust of wind of our ancestral karmic conditioning is blowing us in a certain direction. We're not free. We think that our choices are our choices, but we're really, we are on the the end point, the tip of the spear, the end point of the momentum of gust of wind of our karmic conditioning and ancestral patterns. We're not free. Conditioning. Then from this place, we are living life from that conditioned place. Only leads to frustration and limitation, sense of dissatisfaction. And so from this place, we don't have free will, you see. Free will, true free will is a different matter. I'll explain and get into that in a second. And so now we get caught up and involved in this human experience. Maybe dad was crazy. Maybe mom was emotionally unavailable, disconnected. Maybe they were just great people, but they didn't, know how to, they didn't know how to meet our emotional needs. Maybe there was addiction, pain, alcoholism. Maybe there was abuse. Maybe they were fighting all the time. Maybe there was abandonment, divorce. We all face some trauma, some dysfunction growing up in a family system. I believe that we actually incarnate into the family system because the family system is one of the, shall we say, greatest classrooms for our soul's evolution. I believe that ultimately our souls signed up for the classroom. Our souls chose the classroom that we were going to be in to learn, to grow, to evolve, to realize more of who we truly are. And we chose the conditioned construct of the curriculum with the souls in our family system in order to learn to grow, to evolve. So it's, not, it's no accident. And so just because we were born into a family system or we were born into a momentum stream of energy from family karma doesn't mean we are stuck, doesn't mean we don't have 
the ability to shift doesn't mean we are victims to the past. If we're not conscious and aware, we may be victims to the past energy. So now we meet our parents and two things happen. The first thing is we learn all sorts of strategies to shut down, disconnect, not feel, because maybe mom and dad fighting all the time, mom not being around, dad being gone, abandoning us is too painful. So we suppress our feelings, suppress our feelings, suppress our feelings, suppress our feelings before you know it. Layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of unfelt, unprocessed, unacknowledged pain, hurt, shame, guilt, sense of rejection, resentment, anger begins to build up up, build up, build up, build up, covering our true light, covering our true magnificence, covering our true authentic nature. And we develop all sorts of structures and mechanisms to protect ourselves from getting hurt again. This is the mechanism of ego. The mechanism of ego is the structure that we create ourselves to be. We erect walls. We become a certain way in order to protect ourselves from getting hurt again. But our magnificence now gets hidden underneath this light, underneath this structure. Then we learn a way of being, of going into the world, this sense of who do I need to be in order to, to be loved? Who do I need to be in order to get love and validation and approval? Those of you that know some of my story know that I grew up with a father that was a miracle worker. Uh, a father that was a healer, a father that was a spiritual guru, teacher, guide to hundreds of thousands of people in West Africa. My father had a huge church in London, 5,000 people every Sunday, uh, had a huge churches in West Africa, 300 churches, and again, hundreds of thousands of followers. So growing up in that environment, uh, the way I got conditioned was thinking like I couldn't be human, I couldn't have feelings, feeling like I had to be perfect. I had to be responsible. I had to be the caretaker for everyone. I had to be the, 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 the perfect son. And so slowly I started to shut down. And this is what we all do. We start shutting down parts of ourselves. We start this hiding parts of ourselves, pushing it into the shadows, suppressing parts of ourselves in order to contort ourselves into a shape so that we can become who we think we need to be in order to get love, validation, and approval. The, we become a conditioned version of ourselves. Let me repeat, we become a conditioned version of ourselves. We contort ourselves into a shape in order to get love, validation, and approval, and also to avoid pain. And then we often say, maybe you've said this, no, this is just who I am. I'm just independent, not realizing our independence is a uh, protection mechanism so that we don't feel disappointed again. One of my strategies, see if you can relate, think about your strategies too, in terms of how you've gotten conditioned, because in many ways, we don't think we've gotten conditions. We just say, this is just me. I just want to be who I am. This is just me. But is who you are, who you really are, or is it who you've been conditioned to be? Because the degree to which we're conditioned is the degree to which we're not free. And our true freedom, our true loving, our loving nature, our true magnificence is trapped inside of the, 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 the limited prison of the structure of our conditioned nature. You are not your conditioned nature. 
Let me repeat, you are not your conditioning. You are not your conditioning. You are not those thoughts. You are not those patterns. You are not that identity. We develop a role, a mask, a persona. That persona that we've learned to be is just the set structure of conditioned responses that we've learned to be in order to get love, validation, and approval. Realize the persona, no matter how great, no matter how magnificent, is not who you are. We develop the persona in order to function and survive. And for many of us, that persona, that way of being worked for us when we were five to avoid pain, worked for us when we were seven to avoid disappointment, worked for us when we were 15. But now when we're 25 and 35 and 45, it starts getting in the way of our ability to receive love, our ability to receive support, our ability to be in relationship. So we become the independent one, the funny one, the, the non-emotional one, the analytical one, right? The fill in the blank. For me, I learned one of, the, one of my roles and masks growing up was I learned to be the independent one. Like I didn't need anybody. I didn't need anything, anyone, or anybody. Because so, for me, so many of my emotional needs weren't met emotionally growing up. I didn't feel that space to relax. I was the caretaker for my mother. I learned to caretake, of every, take, caretake everybody. My father was gone. And as a result, nobody was really there for my emotional needs. So what I learned as a strategy of survival was I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. I can become independent. In fact, overly independent. I didn't, I didn't see it as overly independent. I just thought I'm independent. But really what I had to acknowledge as I evolved and grew was my over-independence and not acknowledging my needs as a human, as a child as a human being, as a man, as a boy, not acknowledging those needs was causing me to push people away. My sense of not needing people underneath that was a protective mechanism because if I don't need you and I don't need somebody, then truly I actually can't be disappointed because it's so painful as a child, right? To need, to acknowledge need and those needs to not be met and feel deeply pain to feel deep pain and feel helpless. So it's easier to not need anything and take care of it myself and become self-sufficient. Many, many clients I work with wonder, why do I not attract anyone in relationship? Because we don't realize that unconsciously we, our heart isn't available. We become so super self-sufficient that our heart isn't available and our heart isn't open because truly to be open requires to acknowledge a need and to acknowledge a need might mean we get disappointed because there's always that risk of that need not being met. But unless we open our heart, the frequency, the energy, and the invitation of love isn't there. And so to uncondition ourselves really requires the willingness to look at your conditioning. How you often know that you're conditioned is to Acknowledge where there's pain in your life and where you keep attracting similar people, similar lessons, similar dynamics over and over and over and over again. That is a sign that conditioning is playing out and you're not conscious. Second thing is we have to be willing to acknowledge it because we can become aware of it, step one, but we have to be willing to acknowledge it. 
Many times we're not willing to acknowledge our conditioning because this is the ego strategy also of protecting us. The ego, our perceived sense of self, doesn't want to change, doesn't want to question ourselves. Maybe I'm not who I thought I was because to question ego, to question what we perceive ourselves to be for the ego can feel like a death. And for the ego that has sought to protect us and keep us from being safe, there's that fear of it fear of if I really let go of this survival mechanism of independence or, you know, just fill in the blank for yourself, who will I be? How will I get my needs met? And how will I protect myself? So we have to be willing to acknowledge our conditioning and also acknowledge how our conditioning and the ways in which our conditioning is getting in the way of our freedom, getting in the way of our happiness, getting in the way of our peace. So it's the acknowledgement. And then we have to be willing, folks, to acknowledge the pain that's underneath our defense mechanisms and strategies. Your defense mechanisms aren't bad. They're just survival. Your defense mechanisms aren't bad. They just limit you. Your defense mechanisms aren't bad. They're just the only way that you knew from a very young age how to get needs met and how to Keep yourself safe. It's self-protection that is rooted in trauma. It's self-protection that's rooted in wounds. And so rather than trying to like force yourself to heal and beat yourself up into healing and enlightenment and liberation and transformation, just being able to meet that part of you that is hurt, that is afraid, that is wounded and hold it and love that part. Hold and love that part of you with so much love, compassion, acceptance, and nurturing in the ways that it needed, in the ways that you didn't receive. That's where healing can happen. And so the real holding space and your relationship with yourself is what is key. Can you bring loving to that part of you? So acknowledging the feelings all those feelings you suppress layer upon layer upon layer. And that's why there's, there's often this sort of old quote, in order to heal it, you must feel it. There is no healing without feeling. And that might require that you allow yourself to acknowledge the pain. You allow yourself to acknowledge the grief. You allow yourself to acknowledge the anger. You allow yourself to acknowledge the sadness. You allow yourself to acknowledge those feelings that you pushed so deeply down that layers and layers have built up. And unless we acknowledge or if we stay in denial of this pain, it will keep structured in your being, in your consciousness, the survival mechanisms, it will keep those in place because how, we, how they got developed in the first place was the disconnection and denial of those authentic feelings. Feeling is a true path to healing. Many times we are overanalyzing. Why, why, why? Rather than allowing ourselves to get in touch with the what. And one of the ways to feel is to take the label off and just acknowledge, become aware, acknowledge, but allow yourself to acknowledge the sensations in your body, the sensations of the feeling, so that you can process those feelings through your body without analyzing or thinking or even needing to understand. Just understanding and information 
doesn't change your life. Feeling to release the cycle of trapped energy in your body that you've denied and suppressed for so long is part of what allows the healing and the unconditioning process to happen. It's the unconditioning process. That's why for decades now, it's been about two decades, I've been privileged to be doing this work with people for two decades, literally. That's why I always told people, I'm not, I'm not a coach. I'm an uncoach. I uncoach, I unteach, I uncondition you. And so as you allow yourself to feel those feelings, release those feelings, bringing loving to that part of yourself is key, is real key. Uncondition yourself requires patience. Folks, here's the truth. There is no shortcut hacking your way to transformation. What a lot of people do is they, they do the outside in approach. I want to be confident. I want to be powerful. I want to be so they rah, rah, motivate, pump themselves, beat their chest, jump on the chair, right? Listen to music, dance, pump themselves up. But that's like putting lipstick on a pig. That's like having dog poop in your living room and covering up with a very nice carpet, putting essential oils all around it, spraying the room with the most amazing essential oil. The challenge is the poop is still in your living room. Many of us are walking around with our living room littered with dog poop, but nicely covered with beautiful furniture, wondering why mm, something feels off and why we don't feel free. I'm not saying Stay focused on your stuff. But all feelings remain present till felt. And this is why I found many times people, they jump around, do motivational work, get high, try to feel good, practice the law of attraction, have a great spiritual experience, and they get high, they feel good, they feel good, they feel good, they feel good because they're doing some breath technique, some special you know, activation but then they end up coming back down. They're not able to sustain the high that they feel and end up coming back down to the set point of the unresolved pain, emotional trauma, the unresolved layers of feeling that they haven't allowed themselves to feel. Sometimes we're afraid to feel because we're afraid it will last forever. It won't. All feelings have a natural cycle and all feelings are temporary. We just have to learn how to hold the space for ourselves in a healthy way without overwhelming our nervous system to hold the space for yourself layer by layer to allow yourself to process and release the suppressed feelings and emotions. But rest assured, every feeling has a natural cycle and all feelings fully felt will dissolve. So, Acknowledge the feeling, take the label off of the feeling, experience the feeling as a sensation in your body. Notice what happens when you allow yourself to just be present with the sensation. Often you will find the cycle of the sensation and the feeling has a natural cycle and a layer will dissolve. Sometimes painful experiences and feelings don't just dissolve and disappear in one poof. It might take layers of of, of being present with the grief without judging, without suppressing, without trying to get rid of, just experiencing your experience while you're with it can allow the sensation of the feeling to complete itself and another layer gets peeled 
in another leg gets peeled. That's why transformation is a process. And so many people today are looking for the quick fix. Let me just do a quick ayahuasca. Let me just take this pill. Let me just buy this thing. Let me just do that, you know, that, that special technique to, to like get rid of it, to just, it's a cultivation. It's a process. It requires compassion. It requires patience and it requires kindness to your own heart. You can do it, folks. Unconditioning yourself is a life path. It took many, many decades to get conditioned. There's no quick fix, but just know unconditioning yourself is possible. I've been guiding people for two decades now. It is possible. And the freedom you experience from letting go and releasing and healing is the greatest freedom ever. And it's worth it. Be patient with yourself. Love yourself. You can do it. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Sending you much love, folks. Many blessings for the week ahead. If you enjoyed today's episode, Definitely share it with friends and family that you love. Uh, write a review on iTunes. If you want to know more about my work, go to Coop Blackson, K-U-T-E, coopblackson.com. Enter your name and email to receive the free three-part video training series on how to find your purpose. And also some of my deepest work that I do that takes people through the unconditioning process is a 12-day event I do in Bali every December and July. Find out more, www.boundlessblissbali.com. Until next week, love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.